Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-ray may be for? Aaron Coscarelli. How dare you? She's a nice lady! And Scott Seidenberg. The Sportos, Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. And welcome into a pre-holiday edition of The Sharp Edge. I'm Scott Seidenberg alongside legendary handicapper Brandon Lang and Aaron Coscarelli. Wishing all of you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah. And a reminder... To subscribe, rate, and review The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from or simply check us out on the Believe Podcast Network at BLEAV.com. If my voice is a little hoarse, it's because I am under the weather. It is very cold here in the Northeast as we are recording this podcast, and I know you guys are enjoying the warm weather where you guys are, but for me, it's a little chilly. Warm weather, bro. It was 31 degrees in Vegas. (laughs) There you go. Good. Good. Now Now you know what I feel like. Still, there's a big difference between 31 and 21. So bowl season officially kicks off uh, here tonight as we record this podcast on Friday. Uh, Guys, let's talk about sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We each need eight hours of sleep. I know sometimes when I don't get a full eight hours of sleep, I just don't operate like my best self the next day. So one of sleep's biggest problems is temperature. It's tough to get to sleep if you're too hot. So I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out of their first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com pro. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro 8sleep.com slash pro Brandon, any bowl games, let's just start with the first 10 games or so because we'll obviously be back next week before the uh, major slate of bowl games. Any of these games in the first 10 kind of tickle your fancy? God, yeah. Quite a few, actually, which I guess is kind of scary because historically, um, I can't pick my nose when it comes to the bowl games. I mean, that's, you know, that's me being honest. People can never, you can accuse me a lot of things, you two, but the one thing you can't not accuse me of is being honest. I felt like it is. So every year I feel good about it. Every year I see games, I'm like, oh my God. But just for some reason, um, this year seems a a little different for me. Um, The Bahama Bowl today, which kicks off, you know, I don't know when you're going to post this. It's probably already be kicked off. Total open 58. Uh, got bet down to 50. Now it's up to 51 and a half, expecting wind and stuff. I, I tend to think that's a low total in college for two offenses that average 30 points a game. So I think we're going to see an over there. Um, I think Butch Davis, and you know, put it this way. 
this may this may be me be outsmarting myself. You're Florida International, and you've got to beat the Miami Hurricanes as a 21 point underdog to get in a bowl game, and you do. You're Arkansas State that goes to a one in ten South Alabama team last game of the year, and you lose. I don't know. You're giving me points with a team that can beat the Canes to get into a bowl game against a team that can't beat South Alabama, who's 1-10, to come to a bowl game. I, I Butch Davis, pro coach, pro preparation, pro coaches, 8-1 and one against the number as a head coach in bowls. I think the wrong team is favored, and so I'm all over. Florida International has got a quarterback that's probably going to play at the next level. They have the third most returning starters from last year. Uh, as far as experience is concerned in college football, got off to a slow start. But I, I just um, flabbergasted that they're getting points here. I might be wrong, and I may get buried. But Yeah, bowl know. season's always tough because you never know what the motivation's going to be, how many players are, are going to sit out, and, and how many coaches view bowl games as kind of an extension of the offseason to get ready for next season. So, you know, you're going to get some kids that are going to get some playing time. Uh, one game that interests me is SMU and Florida Atlantic. Because it's a home game for Florida Atlantic playing in Boca in their home stadium. They're three-point dogs. But SMU, but SMU is the better team. And Florida Atlantic lost their head coach in Lane Kiffin. Are these kids going to rally and respond for an interim head coach here in a bowl game to try and beat the 10-2 and two Mustangs? Or is SMU going to flex their muscle here and try and, up, try and beat a Florida Atlantic team in their home stadium in a bowl game? See, that, that to me is a stay away from game with the intangibles and the what ifs. The defensive coordinator who's taken over as head coach said, Practices have been great. I can't ask for any more of my kids. They're responding well. You know, we're ready to roll. SMU 8 0 goes into Memphis, loses, and goes 2 and 2 their last four. How motivated? They can say all the same things. So for me, that's a stay away from game. But let's go to our co host over there and see if there's anything tickling her fancy in the bowl. I like that word tickle when you're talking to hot girls. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, off of that segue, how about let's break down the Bahama Bowl, okay? A great example we always talk about is how do these West Coast teams transition to the East Coast, right? These teams that sort of are in cushier, warmer weather and then go to Arrowhead or go to Lambeau. And I'm going to bring this back to the college game, but they don't, a lot of West coast teams have the difficulty of sustaining their strengths, if you will, in really cold inclement weather. Now, what about the opposite? What about a team like Buffalo from the cold to the Bahamas, okay, stay with me here. I know that this sounds like a, an interesting take, but I think Charlotte would have the advantage in this game, being that their rushing attack ranks, you know, in the top 25, if you will, in yards per attempt. So would you go with Charlotte being able to dominate on the ground in warmer weather? And is that a concern for you guys in terms of how players stay motivated and transition in completely opposite weather this time of the year. Well, the kids could treat it like a vacation. I guess that's what, that's what, that's my concern with some of these ball right. games is that, you know, kid from Buffalo gets a trip to the Bahamas now and all of a sudden he's on vacation. How seriously is he taking practice? 
how seriously is he focused on beating Charlotte as opposed to, you know, any other team that's just used to, oh, ho-hum, you know, we're, we're in decent weather and now we go to a, a cool scenario. I guess it's that way. You, you see it kind of in college basketball too, Brandon, when you have all these tournaments in all these exotic places, kind of kind of difficult to handicap the teams because you don't know how they handle those those atmospheres. Yeah, I think Aaron's on to something there as far as I, I like Charlotte in the game plus the seven. Um, and, and she's right. You know, Buffalo was, was of course, picked to win their side of the MAC, and and they just kind of, in the middle part of their schedule, just kind of got derailed. And then the heartbreaker was, they were up, I believe, 27 to, they were up 27 to three against Kent, and Kent scored the last 24. 24-3, Kent scored the last 24 points of the game to cover and went outright in an incredible fourth-quarter comeback. So they did rally <clears throat> last two games with big wins over Toledo and Bowling Green at home. But away from home this year, uh, they didn't they didn't fare well at all. They have one road – well, two road wins this year, which was at Akron and, and Eastern Michigan. But uh, I agree with Aaron. I think Buffalo is going to treat this as more of a vacation, whereas this Charlotte team trying to build their program, getting a touchdown. I like Charlotte again, plus seven. How about the Chris Peterson Bowl? It is the swan song for Washington head coach Chris Peterson, who gets to take on the program that he built to national prominence in Boise State. I got to believe that the players are for Washington are going to rally around the fact that this is the final game that their head coach is going to be coaching. And I like Washington with the better talent to beat Boise State, who might be the better team and I like Brian Harson and the job that he's done with that Broncos squad. And of course there's familiarity between the two coaches. I just got to think that the Washington players are going to rally around Chris Peterson and get him an important win to send him off here. Well, there are certain coaches that are on my hit list. People say, well, be like, what do you mean by hit? List? And I'm like, if I ever saw them in public, I would be tempted just to literally knock them upside the head, knock them out. <laughs> for the stupidity or for things they've done over their coaching career that have cost me money. Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator Rickner is now on my hit list. You're down seven, three, two minute. This is all going to come back to Chris Peterson. You're, you're down seven, three, two minute warning inside Buffalo's eight yard line, first and goal. And you're going to take your quarterback out and snap it to your running back. Who's going to try to direct hand off to the wide receiver. You fumble, you get no points. Okay. Okay. Third quarter, you're in complete control of the game, 10-7. You're driving, picked up three first downs after taking over on your own 31. You finally realize you need to throw on first down and run on second down, which allowed you to pick up three straight first downs. And now at the Buffalo 43, first and 10, 143 to go in the third, complete control of the game, up 10-7, defense is settled in, it's game over. Touchdown here, game over. Just keep doing what you're doing. Dink and dunk, short throws, run on second down, you're good. So why would you have your third-string quarterback throw a 25-yard out pattern against the number one corner of the Bills? It gets picked. They run it down to the 10. They settle for a field goal. But for all intents and purposes, momentum gone, game over. That's coaching stupidity. And Chris Peterson, over the course of his career, has done things that make no sense whatsoever. The one that, the one that will, I will never forget I'll, I'll open hand slap him. I, I swear to God, I'll go to jail I'll, if, if I ever see him in public. Because I had a monster play on Boise, and they're at home, and they're laying nine and a half. Okay? They're laying nine and a half solid. They're up three, and they have 
fourth and goal at the one-yard line. What do you do? You're at home. You're up three. Fourth and goal at the one, three and a half minutes to go. What do you do? I take the field goal, go up six, because I'm at home. Right. You're if I was on home. if I was on the road, you got to go for the win right there. You don't go for the tie. See, you're wrong. I'm sorry. Wait, it was fourth. It was fourth and one at the two. They could have picked up a first down. See, I I view that the other way. You're at home. You're fourth and goal at the one. You're leaving them 99 yards to go with three and a half minutes. If you don't get it, if you punch it in, it's game over. You're at home. You have the crowd. You have the advantages. You have everything you need with a Boise offense that's averaging 46 points a game. They kicked the field goal. Didn't cover. I'll never forget that as long as I live. Mm. Sorry. Sorry. I was in therapy for weeks after. I wanted to catch a flight to Boise and literally beat the man within an inch of his life, go to jail, stand before the judge, and say, Your Honor, I'm, I'm guilty, temporary insanity. Here's what happened. Judge hears my story and goes, you know what? Brandon, I agree with you. 30 days in a mental institution, and we'll revisit this. I'm good. One flew over the cuckoo's nest, me and the boys hanging out, taking drugs for 30 days. It would have been fine. It would have been fine, bro. And all the potatoes, and all the potatoes you can eat. Yep. So there we go. So Chris Peterson's on my hit list. Rickner's on my hit list. You can have all that Washington Boise game. I was even offered tickets to go to the game here in Vegas. Yeah, I'd be tempted to jump the railing and just backhand Peterson. But how about that? Top story, sports indicator Brandon Lang was arrested at Sam Boyd Stadium on Saturday night when he assaulted Washington coach Chris Peterson. Lang has a hard, long history of hatred toward Peterson after a game he cost him years ago. Lang is being held without bail at the Las Vegas County Jail. Okay, let's go. Let me ask you a quick question. Um, is this the final Las Vegas Bowl in Sam Boyd Stadium? Will this bowl next yes. year be in the yes. new Raider yes. UNLV yes. Stadium? Yes. Yes, and it's the Pac-12 versus someone else. So the Mountain West is out. I want to say it's Pac-12 versus the SEC. Okay. So this is the last last time you're going to get the Mountain West matchup and, and whatever. So due to the fact they're moving into the Raiders Stadium, mm-hmm. um, they're upgrading who they put in the Las Vegas Bowl. Smart, smart. It's going to be a and I'll stadium. have tickets to that because I'm a Raider season ticket holder. So I'll get, I'll get tickets for that too. The Las Vegas Raiders. All right, we'll use that to transition to the NFL, and we got the the first week of Saturday games, and I love it. I love it when the NFL plays on Saturday, and we actually got three pretty good games. You got Texans Bucks, you got Bills Patriots, you got Rams Forty Niners. This Texans Bucks game is interesting because obviously Jameis Winston's Jekyll and Hyde. He'll throw for four hundred and fifty yards, four touchdowns, but also three interceptions and cost you a game. Slowly, Tampa has been covering more weeks than not. He is without, though, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans in this game. And the Texans are also Jekyll and Hyde because they'll go out there, win their Super Bowl and beating the Patriots, lay an absolute duck against the Denver Broncos, go out there and win an important division game against the Titans. And with the Titans coming up next week, I understand that this is the chance to clinch the division here on Saturday, really. But do you see the Texans laying an egg against a pesky Tampa Bay Bucks team? Can I can I take this? Please. Yes, rock and roll, baby. Oh, thanks, gents. Thank you. Well, first of all, we have seen that Texans defense not show up for games. The fact that this game is without Mike Evans and without Chris Godwin, and uh, 
your quarterback has a fractured thumb gives you all signs to which you would want to stay away from this game. But Jameis Winston showed us last week, he doesn't need his number one wide receiver or his number two wide receiver. He's got Brashad Perriman and he's got Bruce Arians as his head coach. This game is at home and the Texans defense has stunk especially when it comes to performing on the road. I say the Bucks cover. Take this game, you guys. It doesn't matter if there's Chris Godwin or Mike Evans unavailable. This is an air raid offense, and they want to score big time. So this seems like a, a no-brainer to me. I'm with you. I got the Bucks, and, and I took the hook earlier in the week, so I got them at three and a half. I think if they lose this game, it's going to be by a field goal. You agree, Brandon? Yeah, it, it's funny. You You can say that. Houston's rolling in here, and if they win, um, they clinch the AFC South, and they don't have to play the game next week. <clears throat> That's conventional wisdom. If you're the Texans and you're rolling into Tampa, and it's a Saturday game, deep down in places you don't talk about at parties, if you lose this game, you're fine. Because you you're home Tennessee next week. Against weekend, the yep, you're at yeah. home against Tennessee next week. You win that, you're in. So you, you, you see, sometimes in the NFL late in the season, one team just plays harder than the other. And right now, in, in all credit to Bruce Arians, he has this team playing hard. And the job that, that Vance Josephs is doing as his defensive coordinator, uh, not Vance Josephs, well, is it Vance Joseph? No, Todd Bowles. Uh, no, Todd Bowles, who was with him at, at, at Arizona. Vance Joseph is, is, is uh, with um, um, his homie that I can't remember right now. But I just think in this spot here, with the cushion of, of not having to win this game by beating Tennessee next week, I agree with you too. I believe you buy the half point in Tampa Bay plus three and a half and, and look for the Bucks to continue their inspired play. Uh, the Patriots and the Bills, I can't see the Patriots losing this game, but I like the Bills with the points. I do think this is going to be a closer game than people think. I think six and a half is actually a good line. If it was seven, it's a slam dunk. You take the bills. Um, but I, I'm leaning towards Buffalo covering this line. But if I were playing, let's say, a teaser with some of these teams on Saturdays, cough, cough, 49ers, Patriots, cough, cough, uh, I can't see the Pats losing this game. Aaron? Well, okay, I, I know you sound confident. This this game really concerns me because of what we're seeing from the Patriots, especially the last few weeks. Julian Edelman, I think he's injured, only targeted five times last week. This Bills defense is a tough defense. Josh Allen is unpredictable. Now, I would stay away from both of these teams when it comes to fantasy because I got to get my fantasy in. Um, but... You know, I just, I don't feel comfortable taking this game. So I'm staying completely away from it. Both of these teams, a little unpredictable. I just, the Patriots, I don't know who these Patriots are. So this is a game for me, I don't feel very comfortable with. All right. Brandon, you comfortable or what? Yes, very comfortable. Before week one of the NFL, they put out the lines for all the games for the season. This game here was the Patriots minus 13 and a half. Mm -hmm. Now Buffalo's had a nice Buffalo's had a nice 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 year. Uh they they're setting pretty. It's been a great year. But now they're facing a team in a situation 
that they're not familiar with. Now, <clears throat> Buffalo didn't beat Pittsburgh last week. Pittsburgh beat Pittsburgh. You gave the Buffalo Bills five turnovers. Mm-hmm. They struggled to score 17 points. Think about this. The first score that Buffalo got in the game was a shank punt. It was third and 20 from midfield. Allen scrambled for 14 yards, setting up a fourth and six. They go for it. They get it. They go and score. The second points they got was set up by the pick that I talked about, Duck Hodges throwing in the third quarter to set up the field goal. And their third score was set up by John Brown was one-on-one on the outside, and they just threw it up for grabs, and they got it down to the 30. They went and scored. That's it. That's it. So now you're going into New England against the number one ranked defense in the NFL that has been sitting there waiting for this game. That is sick and tired of hearing about Buffalo this, Buffalo that, which is a Buffalo Bills team that has only beaten two teams with a winning record all year long. And you're facing a team and a quarterback that's 31-3 and against you straight up in a place that you've never won, that you've been plus double digits every time the last eight years. And this is a Patriot team that Sean McDermott is 0-5 against since he became the coach of the Buffalo Bills. The Bills just played a very emotional game against the Ravens, a very emotional game against Pittsburgh. And now you got to go on the road and face a team that just owns you. The value of the number puts me all over New England as their defense just shuts down. Listen, John Brown might have had a nice day against number 22 of the Steelers who couldn't play dead in a Western. Okay, let's see how Josh Brown, John Brown does against Stephon Gilmore. Belichick will take Brown out of the game and force everybody. This is a bad matchup for Buffalo, and they are going to be brought down to earth in a very big way when the Patriots do what the Patriots do in the month of December at home. Win and cover against division foes. There you have it. Uh, Moving on to Saturday night, I think this is an easy 49er victory over the Rams. The Rams uh, had everything going for them, the positive direction, until that game against the Cowboys last week. Aaron, I think that this is a bad matchup for them, and San Francisco keeps uh, in lockstep with Seattle for that division and a potential number one or two seed, a potential bye. I think the 49ers roll here. Yeah, I kind of have to agree with you, Scott. I, earlier in the week, had thought maybe Jared Goff was a decent fantasy play against the 49ers secondary that's been giving up a lot of points. Um <clears throat> And, and it was unhealthy. The 49ers defense has had some major issues defensively. They're looking to get healthy and get right at home. They, of course, always play their division foes very difficult. And look, uh, Jared Goff has a hand situation, so you definitely have to monitor that. No matter how banged up the 49ers defense is, this is a game at home. And this is a, an offense in Los Angeles that, like the Patriots, kind of unpredictable they love to run the ball but then some weeks you Todd Gurley doesn't get involved at all so I would definitely say this is a, a very good game for me I feel very comfortable with the line and the points with San Francisco you agree Brandon last time I checked no new additions to the offensive line for the Rams <laughs> The first meeting between these two, Jared Goff at home with all the advantages in the world was 13 of 24 for 78 yards. No, that wasn't the first quarter. 
That wasn't the second quarter. That was for the game. Now, up in Frisco, with the Niners off a loss, they know if we win out today and next week at Seattle, we are the number one seed. Listen, they were in an ultimate flat spot last week, banged up, staying on the East Coast for two weeks, jet lag, Baltimore Saints, emotional games, came back home. They fell flat. It happens in the NFL. But now this D-line and that D-coordinator gets to get after a quarterback who just because he had two nice games against Arizona and at home against Seattle, the world jumped on his bandwagon and he went to Dallas and imploded. Mm. Love the Niners minus the points in this one. It's that time of year. Christmas is coming up quick as we're approaching the 25th and our friends at MyBookie want to make sure your season is special with 12 days of gifts. MyBookie is already one of the most trusted and reputable sportsbooks in the industry. And this holiday season, they're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right, 12 days of gifts. A brand new gift every single day so you can take your game to the next level. They kick off this promotion on the 14th with a a free parlay for the UFC, and they'll keep up the gift-giving through the 25th. Free bets, free spins, futures, and more. While Santa has his, they've checked off their list. They've got a little something for everyone, and this is the promotion that you won't want to miss, especially with the NBA and NHL in full swing and the college bowl games around the corner. It really is the holiday season and the best time of the year for sports betting. Parlays, teasers, specials, anything you can ask for, my book is here to make Christmas great again. Head over to mybookie.ag right now and use our promo code BLV to get half of your initial deposit in free wagers. And that's just the start of your savings. Make sure to check the site out during this promotion because there's going to be something new every day and you're going to want to take advantage of these deals. So sign up for mybookie with our code BLV and start winning today. All right, let's go to Sunday, and uh, let's pick out one game uh, for each of us. Aaron, I'll start with you. Give me the one game on this Sunday that you're really uh, you're really keying in on. Gosh. Um, well, how about the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles? This is for all the money, um, I would say, certainly in the NFC East. And you have to be kind of disappointed the fact that uh, either the Cowboys or the Eagles are taking a playoff spot, but that's for a whole nother day and a whole nother conversation. Um, I think this is an interesting game because, you know, it's only uh, what, what's the line? One and a half. The line's gone down. Now it is at a point and a half right now. Yeah. Okay. A point and a half. You know, I, it, it, I, uh, this game is tricky for me. It, it, it is appealing to me. And, you know, we've seen sort of the Cowboys show their better team when they're at home. I understand the Eagles are missing a lot of pass catchers, but they have Zach Ertz. They have playmakers. And when Lane Johnson is healthy, Carson Wentz plays better. I say the Eagles will pull off a strong this is a this is a game with all the marbles on it so I think that the Eagles have the advantage here I feel very comfortable with the Eagles at home against the Cowboys who suck when they play on the road and the Cowboys what one in six this year against teams with a winning record um or well Eagles don't have a winning record but they're 500 
I, I, Eagles are home. They got the magic there at home. Mm-hmm. I just think that if you take away everything, forget about the records and just look at both of these teams, the Cowboys are clearly the better team and they should win this game. But it's been such a disastrous season. I just don't know how confident you can be to, to bet on really either one of these teams. Brandon, are you touching this game at all? I, I really believe Dallas found something last week. And these two teams played on Sunday night, um, I believe a week four or five, and Dallas just destroyed a then healthy Philadelphia team who couldn't do anything. This is the better team. And on, on paper, if you put both these teams in the playoffs, who would have a better chance of winning a playoff game? It would be Dallas. It wouldn't be Philadelphia. No receivers, banged up secondary, can't really defend anybody. We're very fortunate to even win the game, let alone cover last week against Washington. They've struggled the last two weeks against the Giants and against Washington. So I, I agree with Aaron. For me, there's one game on the board that just jumps out at me, and it's the Jets plus three over Pittsburgh. Um, this Duck Hodges kid is a travesty to the quarterback position. Um, he was He was as bad as he's ever been, which just goes to show you when teams start to get enough tape on you, then then they got you, especially when you're undrafted, unsigned rookie quarterbacks who who were on a practice squad that get signed and have a couple of good games. The problem facing Pittsburgh here is they're not going to be able to run the football, just number two against the run in the NFL. So what Adam Gase will do is he'll, he'll put Hodges in a position to have to win the game. And as we saw with the four interceptions against Buffalo, it's just not happening. He's not good enough. I mean, he just isn't. And at the end of the day, the Jets at home in this game, plus three, I just think Pittsburgh's done. And, yeah, they can win here and win at Baltimore next week, but that loss last week, um, and I'm not – this isn't an anger pick. I think the Jets plus three at home win the game outright. So with you on that, I actually really did pick the Jets to win this one outright. It's amazing. And then it's going to be a what-if season for the Jets where they're going to look back and think if only Sam Darnold was healthy for the first uh, five weeks. Well – but yeah, Scott. What's funny is, is is you see you see the big loss by twenty one to Baltimore last week. What you don't see is that was a Jets offense that went up and down the field on the Ravens defense in Baltimore and actually looked really good doing it. A couple of plays in that game. It's probably a closer game than the three touchdowns. I know because I had Baltimore minus the points and was sweating bullets all the way into the fourth quarter. Um, I like the fight of the Jets right now and at home getting three. If if Devlin Duck Hodges goes in here and has the game of his life, so be it. You know, he, his quote after the game, um, I'm not going to change who I am. I had a bad game. I know I had a bad game. But, hey, I can get better from it. Bad games do happen. And I'm looking forward to showing that we have gotten better, and that we're going to have much more fun and play football and get a win. Okay, pal. Good luck. Uh, the one last game I want to bring up, guys, because it really probably is the most interesting game on this whole entire schedule, and that is the Packers and the Vikings on Monday Night Football. Likely no Dalvin Cook in this game for Minnesota. I don't know what's going on with Alexander Madison either, so they might be down to a third-string running back. They are home, though, and the Packers have been known to lay an egg on the road here and there. Uh, They lost at the Chargers. They lost at the 49ers. I can see where the Vikings can come through with this victory. If I look at both teams... I feel like Minnesota is the more complete team, but I can't ignore Aaron Rodgers in this 11 and three record. Yeah. You know, Aaron fire away. Okay. Let me jump in real quick. And then I want to hear Brandon's take, but 
You know, I wouldn't be concerned that there's no Dalvin Cook. Of course, Dalvin Cook is a tough guy to replace. And like you had mentioned, Alexander Madison, I think he's dealing with a nagging ankle injury. So, yes, Amir Abdullah and uh, Mike Boone are your uh, guys that have to step up. Mike Boone is, by the way, a great ad on the waiver wire if you are looking to play fantasy. But more importantly, you're absolutely right, Scott. This game is at home. The Vikings, despite the injuries at running back, still have the ability to run the rock. Aaron Rodgers, although uh, Devontae Adams and uh, Aaron Jones both had big games last week, that game was in the comfy confines of Lambeau. I say Vikings and the, you know, minus five and a half. I feel very comfortable with the Vikings back at home under Mike Zimmer and that best, that crazy defense. I just don't think that Aaron Rodgers has shown this season that he can just air it out and uh, and run away with a W against an NFC North opponent. What do you think, B. Lang? I only have, let's see, four words. Okay, <laughs> four words. Kirk, you had me at hello? Oh, is that one, two, three, that's five? I love that line. Use okay. it. Used it. I actually love that line. Used it on a hot Asian stripper, crazy horse too, back in the day, and and it worked. So, um, gotta love that. Um, and and any Brandon Lang podcast would not be complete without at least one stripper reference. So I got that in at the tail end. Um, Kurt Cousin in prime time. Um, trusting him to lay more than a field goal in a divisional game. Uh, I know they've had success lately against Green Bay. They've covered four straight. Uh, in this series, in, in, in this stadium. Um, and, and again, um, actually have won and covered last three as the host versus the pack. But, but for me, anytime you can get Aaron Rodgers, remember he was a favorite at the Chargers where they imploded. Um, it was a near pick em game uh, against the Niners, he imploded. But you're getting Aaron Rodgers on the road um, plus more than a field goal. Um, if they're down 10 in the fourth quarter, he's slinging it. Um, Minnesota struggled at home against Washington, won the game 19-9 where they didn't punt. Um, conservative play calling by Zimmer uh, doesn't allow them. If, if Aaron Rodgers plays a clean game and doesn't turn it over, Minnesota can't cover this number. They're going to need a turnover because they're just not built to blow teams out unless they get turnovers. Remember, they were down 21-0 to Denver crying out loud they just I don't trust Kirk Cousins in the role as a favorite I just think the right anytime you get Aaron Rodgers plus more than a field goal you never get that kind of value and so because of that I feel there's a value play on Green Bay um and besides Kirk Cousins also on my hit list so I'm going to root for Aaron Rodgers so that's a very uh non-objective uh opinion for the Monday night game and there you have it (laughs) so we have a lot of a lot of anger a lot of anger this week by being money I I feel it I feel it but hopefully some cash in the pocket going up to the window and cashing the tickets or cashing those tickets on your mobile app makes you a little happier this holiday season. Amen, brother. Merry Christmas and feel better. Thank you. I'll talk to you guys next week and we will talk to you next week here on the sharp edge. Be sure to subscribe rate and review wherever you get your podcast from, or check us out on the believe podcast network at B L E A V.com. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. We will talk to you guys before new year's talk to you next week. Got it, bud. Merry Christmas. With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year, 
Why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com? Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business, too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.